Hi, this is Doug Manch, and you're listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Yes, welcome back, Looney listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 132 with warts and all. I am your High Priest of Conchu Ray, and I am joined by a special guest for this episode, Mr. Noel Looney Tunes. Tate, Noel, welcome. Welcome back. Hey, Ray. Thanks for having me. Cool, cool. Good to be back. Yeah, it's going to be great. We're going to. This is our second time round. Noel, Noel is no stranger to the show, but I think it's only the second time round that you're coming on to review some comics. So, yes, mm, Loonies, we have a uh, a waxing gibbous, I do believe, and it is a, an over the moon segment tonight. So we'll be looking at an arc review, and I have again. I've just you know, close my eyes and thrown something at the dartboard. And uh, and I've chosen Marvel Knights, issues four to seven. Now, Noel, we're going to have to get into the little details of that. I do believe I may have overshot the mark there. It could potentially be four to six. Um, I was just reading part seven. That was the beginning of another arc. So so anyway. Right. Um, that's actually where it gets exciting. So I yeah. read up until nine, I think. Yeah. I read ahead as well, just thinking, oh, this is good with Doctor Strange. But anyway, we will cover the uh-huh. first the first arc, which is, uh, we'll get to it. It's um, interesting. Um, but welcome back, loonies. Uh, yes, a little bit, a little bit frazzled. Uh, just had a little bit of technical difficulties beforehand, but I think we're off and running to the races now, before we um, get on to anything else, I want to shout out um, to our Patreon members. Um, and of course, you, the Looney listeners, can join and become a Patreon member if you um, just click the link um, to our Patreon page and have a look at the tiers there. But a, a big thanks to a couple of new members, um, new co-producers, Anthony Sitko and Justin Osgood. So thanks, guys. That's um, really, really, really appreciated. Um, yeah, and, and any contribution is, is great. Um, so thank you so much for that. Um, anyway, Noel, I think before we get into the, the review, it's a bit of catch-up, mate. It's been a while, you know? So, yeah, it has been. <laughs> so How have you been? <laughs> been good. It's been, um, look, if, if I'm going to start with... You know, your generic small talk. You know how it's been so hot here lately with the bushfires and stuff? It has about faced, really. And um, Really? Today, we've got about 130 mils of rain. 130 mils. Wow. Uh, so, you know, flood, little mini floods just on the roads and stuff. Um, it's just been raining constantly. Um, but, you know, nice relief for the drought um, and for the farmers in the rural rural areas. Um, apparently, it has reached inland far enough, so that's pretty good. Oh, um, good. Yeah, but no, nah, things have been things have been going well. No, nothing too, nothing too uh, crazy. To uh, how have you been yourself? Uh, um, uh, pretty good. Yeah, so yeah. nothing too crazy. Have Just you been... got f- finished? Uh, 
with more than two weeks straight of work every day, and then I've had the past week, pretty much almost week off, and it's been great. Nice. Nice, <laughs> yeah. nice. Yeah. Uh, any, any. Uh, uh, I've seen some drawing. Uh, any writing? Yeah. Any, uh, any, I've anything? Yeah. Just catching up on a bunch of comics and um, um, rehearsing a little bit with mm-hmm. uh, Deleter. We're playing a festival in a couple weeks. Nice. Um, in a small town called Red Wing, Minnesota, mm-hmm. um, with a bunch of other bands, and I don't remember where we're playing or what day or with who or the name of the festival either like like a spoken like a true musician there no <laughs> yeah um, i just show up <laughs> show up plug in play mm-hmm. uh, exactly uh, for for loony listeners though as well that that are new to the show uh, and don't know, Noel uh, fronts the band Deleter, and you may have seen their name peppered around the podcast episodes and stuff. Um, they have graciously um, given their music to to the show. Noel's given his time um, numerous times on the show to review stuff, um, to go through um, one of the most exciting things from last year. I found Noel was that the EP, uh, The Other Void from Deleter. That was really cool to, to get Moon Knight in, in music form. Yes, that was um, our little tribute to my favorite character. Yeah, no, that, was, that was cool. Um, speaking of comics then, uh, anything of note that you'd like to recommend the listeners that you've been reading lately? Could be new or could be old. Um, it's mostly been old that I've been reading. I've been meaning to actually go, I might actually later today, go pick up, I think it came out this week, um, Chip Zdarsky's uh, Fantastic Four vs. X-Men. Ah, right. Yes. I think that's number one came out this week. If not, mm-hmm. it's next week. Well, I'll go find out because uh, I was going to play, uh, go to the comic store to, later today anyway. So um, that I'm doing. But I've just been reading um, a lot of old things. I picked up um, Brian K. Vaughn's Doctor Strange, The Oath in trade. Oh, okay. Yes. Which, which I knew the story, but I had never read it. And it's a great comic. And mm-hmm. um what else? Uh, catching up on a bunch of Love and Rockets from the uh, Hernandez brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, they sorry. started doing yep. new oh, no, is- sorry. issues just, again. Yeah, sorry. Go no, ahead. Just um, if you, you're looking and I'm just looking down, I'm, I'm just writing these down on the notes. So. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> pay attention. Yeah. Um, yeah, they started redoing um, Love and Rockets a few years ago okay. uh, in floppy magazine format so i've been trying to catch up on some of those including also found um a few uh trade paperbacks of the old 80s run from love and rockets so oh, that nice. stuff is always really really cool um i've been do you know who peter bag is he did hate comics in the early 90s late 80s sounds sounds um, very heartwarming uh, okay, no, I haven't um, no, heard. No. Yeah, I found there's a great book. It's a trade of just all the stories with uh, Buddy Bradley, which is one of his kind of main character from Hate. Uh-huh. Uh, it was they they claim it's like the first sort of grunge or Generation X, or not. I wouldn't say Generation X, but one of the first sort of like slacker comics from the early '90s. Oh, cool! Uh, and Peter Bag's kind of a, it's kind of a, it's kind of a dick. Uh, but he does these really, really great. The, the art is uh, kind of a throwback 
mm. um, to kind of 60s underground comics. Um, and they're great, really depressing stories. And then mm. um, a Dan Klaus book, which I'm always reading one of his books. Uh, but one of his, I think it's his newest one, came out a few years ago called Patience, which is kind of a depressing sort of sci-fi trippy comic but it's really beautiful the first uh chapter alone i was reading in a coffee shop and start i guess i do this a lot i was in a coffee shop reading and i start tearing up and I was like, okay i gotta <laughs> stop reading this <laughs> so is that a trade as well like was that in collection it's, it's a whole it's a whole graphic novel yeah, yeah it nice. never came out and it's really good and then just to catch up um with some of the history uh i picked up the uh a collection of the first um, Vision and Scarlet Witch. Oh, nice. Um, limited series. The one from the, I think it's like 80, right around 80, 82, somewhere in there. Um, okay, good. You, you're not into the 90s there with Scarlet Witch. Is, uh, I've read some 90s Scarlet Witch is a, li- a little bit, nah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, well, they did t- two limited series. They did the first one um uh, in the early 80s, Bill Mantlo, I believe, wrote it. Uh, yeah, Bill Mantlo wrote it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's not quite as crazy um, as they get. The second series is with them having the children and stuff. It's a kind of a, you know, stuff loosely based on what I think they're going to do the TV show. Okay. It's the TV show. So I've had this for a while. I thought I should probably just read it. Um, and it's... Fantastic eighties Marvel comics. Yeah. Um, it was it was a good era. Eighties was a good era for Marvel. It was. Yeah. It's got um Rick Leonardi on art, so it actually kinda has almost an, a little bit of an he you know, got a lot of work in the early nineties. So mm-hmm. his his work was a little ahead of his time in a way. Um even though the comic is still very, very eighties, so yeah, that's a b- bunch of stuff I've been reading this week. Nice, nice. I mean, you're a lot more reading <laughs> than I've been managed to fit in, but um, that sounds really cool. Uh, and and so, do you like with with current comics as well? Are you getting many? I mean, you just mentioned FF versus uh, X Men. You're thinking of picking that up. Are you still getting the weekly pulls, or um, just more delving into the older older classics? No, I there's so much to read. Yeah, yeah. And um, with new stuff, I'm. Unless I'm extremely excited about it, I, I'll wait to pick it up. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, like most of, like, I know Zdarsky's Daredevil is fantastic right yeah, now. Yeah, it's I'm, good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait a while until yeah. I get up. I get, it, it's, it's hard for me. I'm sort of, for being a Gen Xer, I've got sort of a millennial yeah. impatience when it comes to... Yeah. Uh, com- I like to really binge things, you know? Yeah. So I like to pick things up and trade because the second... At least there has to be at least be a couple volumes out. Otherwise, I'm like I can't mm. wait to to read that. I don't like waiting week to week. Um, uh, yeah, but and you know the the and I don't unless something like I said unless something is really good, I won't mm. really pick up the floppies, um, which is probably killing comics a little bit. But it's also supporting oh. the things I really think should be exactly um, yeah should be done. Like I think they should be giving Zdarsky all the money. So yeah, I'll yeah. Buy his comics. yeah, I, I um I'm kind of leaning towards that way currently now as well, Noel. Like um, and the only hard thing with that is, of course, as you mentioned, say the Zadarsky Daredevil run, um, it's kind of hard to 
know that that's coming out present you know but you're you're not reading it and not keeping up to date with it but i've like recently i've learned to kind of let that go because I've, I've actually stopped my weeklies as well um because completely yeah because well because i'm investing my um my disposable on um on trades and epic collections because i like the older stuff as well so um, as you say there's plenty there's too much to read um and i've I keep on falling behind, you know, uh, two or three weeks yeah. behind. So I thought, well, I'm, I'm behind anyway. I'm just going to let it go. And instead of trying to catch up with it and have a stack of comics next to my bed that I've not read, I might as well pick up some, some juicy epics. And I think I'm starting to become a little bit of an, an addict with it because uh, they're really <laughs> good. But, you know, obviously a bit more pricier. So, um, yeah. yeah, so the, the bulk. Um, so, I mean, so recently I've been reading... Um, the Amazing Spider-Man epic collection, um, Goblin's Last Last Stand. I'm going through that, which... Um, that it, be late 80s, early 90s? No, no, that uh, this is in the 70s, mid to late 70s. Um, it is the Jerry Conway, um, but it was um, Stan Lee at the, the beginning of this, the epic collection. Um, oh. And John Romita, uh, senior. Oh, okay. So it's like, didn't they do a Hobgoblin thing? Maybe it was called Hobgoblin's Last Stand that was in the 80s. Yeah, remember. I think that was, yeah, that come in later. Um, so the Goblin's Last Stand, I mean, I haven't reached the Goblin stories yet, um, but there was the introduction. So the of, night Gwen Stacy died is yes, probably in that, that epic. The, then. Okay, yeah, that's right, the yep. um, that's a big issue. So I haven't come up to that yet. I'm nearly, I've nearly finished the epic and it still hasn't arrived yet. So it's really good. Mm-hmm. So you get a lot of issues with Gwen and Flash and, and Mary Jane. So you get, I, I love that stuff with Spider-Man. Me too. You know, yeah, it, I've read, I've read, I think close to all of that. Just mm, oh, that makes me excited for that epic collection. Oh, I it, would like to pick that up too. It's really good. It, it's um with Doc Ock and, and Aunt May, you know, yeah, <laughs> the weird that's kind a, of relationship that they've got That's going. one of my favorite eras of Spider-Man too. Yeah. Is like the early Ramita mm. stuff is great. And Jer- the Jerry Conway stuff but is they, great. They just balance the, um, the action with the, I don't know the, what you what you call the relationship dramas and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's just really good. So, um, reading that at the moment, which um, um, like I said, uh, introduction of the Gibbon, um, which I think Nick Spencer recently he killed off the Gibbon in a very sad story in Hunted, Amazing Spider-Man, um, and obviously the Goblins coming up. There's some Doc, Doc Ock ish, um, issues. Uh, and Hammerhead, I think it was the introduction of Hammerhead, his first appearance. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, so reading that, uh, and also reading the first epic of Daredevil, The Man Without Fear. So starting from issue one, um, that's oh one. they started there. Yeah, it's it's from one oh, to good. one to twenty or something. Um, so I'm only up to issue eight or nine. Um, most notably, who's the primary? Who's the primary artist on the? Is it um, Don Heck on the earliest stuff? Oh, the very very early stuff. I, can't, I think it's something Orlando. Um, uh, something Orlando, but it turns into Wally Wood, and Wally Wood takes over. Ooh. Yeah, after issue seven, I think. Um, seven being the one, I think the semi-famous one where he fights Namor, the Submariner. Um, so going to that, but they're so so corny with uh, the villains like the Matador, Stilt Man. Uh, it's just really funny stuff. Um, I love so it. Yeah. it. It is good. Yeah. So that's in the mid '60s to late '60s. Um, I can't wait to read. You know, start to get into the '70s and to Frank Miller. But I'm I'm trying to work my way through that. So, um, so that's pretty cool. Um, 
And uh, look, I'm I'm waiting for King's Comics, the greatest comic book store in the universe. Um, they, I've just ordered with them. Uh, it's coming my way. It's a Bob Layton's '80s Hercules called. Uh, oh. I think it's. In a circle or full circle, it's about it's with Hercules in space, and I just love that. It's it's just you love the Hercules stuff, don't you? Yeah, but this cosmic stuff, it's like it's campy, it's just funny, um, it, it's pretty cool. So it's uh, gotta be, yeah. So looking forward to that as well. And and just lastly, I want to add, um, yeah, uh, a friend of the show, Dave Finn from Signal of Doom. I'm reading his third novel. <laughs> um, he has three out now. Yeah, he's got three. So wow. this is the number three, uh, Demorn Soul Fighter. It's a fantasy um, kind of story. Uh, there's a lot going on. It's uh, it's, it's quite it's quite entertaining. Um, so that's keeping me busy on my Kindle. Um, so yeah, so that's with the reading. Um, Noel, any TV film of note that you've seen like uh, that you've been watching? I haven't really been watching much on television. Um, I just needed, after so much audio coming at me for a couple of weeks in a row, I needed some yeah. kind of some silence. silence. So I've been um, 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 reading instead. Reading. I did go. I did finally go see uh, Jojo Rabbit, the um, oh yeah, did you <laughs> Taika Waititi movie, and yeah. um, that was. F- Fantastic! Was it? What a movie that was! Yeah, nice. yeah. Have you? Seen no, that? I haven't seen. I've very... You know the premise? Um, it's a, a um a little German boy um uh trying to get indoctrinated or something in the Nazis, but he's against it, right? And his brother's in for it or something like that. Uh, he no, he's f- he's fully in. Oh, he's fully in. Uh, okay. Yeah, he's a little German boy who yep. a little Hitler youth who his imaginary friend is Adolf Hitler, yeah. played by Taika, Taika Waititi. Waititi. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, uh, and his mother is played by, um, Scarlett Johansson mm-hmm. and she does a fantastic job. Do you and think, it, it's, um, it's, Oscar worthy? It's kind of a, for her? yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, I haven't seen any of the other Oscar okay. contenders yet. I like to see 1917. Mm-hmm. I've heard that's really good too, but, um, uh, it's, it's really, really good. It's kind of, um, it feels a little Wes Anderson at times where it's a little, it has that vibe, doesn't it? It kind of looks yeah. like it from the trailers and all that. It does, kind of. I mean, yeah. it's what did I say to a friend? I just said it's like if um, Wes Anderson had balls. Sort of. <laughs> it's because yeah. I mean, it makes very. I mean, who's going to have Adolf Hitler as a co-star in a, mm. oh, in a film? It's, it's a pretty um, yeah. And it it it's you know it's really really funny and really weird and um, mm. very heartbreaking too. Um, oh, right. And the kid who plays JoJo does a great job and Taika Waititi. Uh, and there's a, another person who, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it, but there's oh, a, is there a, a, a young, there's a young woman in it too, who does a, um, who's just a little bit older than the little boy who's in it. And she does a fantastic job, but there's a great supporting cast. Um, nice. Sam Rockwell is, oh, does a he's, fantastic he's always, job. Just he's being always a good. Yeah. Crazy. Per- Stephen Merchant from the um, UK yeah. office. Yeah, yeah. Um, he does, he has a bit part that's where he's great and terrifying. Um, right, he does look. He can look a bit scary. That guy. <laughs> yeah. Know? Well, he's like he's six crazy foot tall, six or something. Yeah. And um, yeah. He, so he's he can be very intimidating. It's, oh, well, it's a he he played. I highly suggest it. Yeah. Um. So just from sorry, cut you off there. Um. No, he played Caliban in Logan. Very scary looking. Um. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. The kind of pale 
Um, yeah, yeah, the yeah, second yeah. person to play Caliban, I believe. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's pretty cool. I mean, I wish I, I got to the cinemas a bit more. I was... Um, it's hard. It yeah. is hard, yeah. I'm hoping, obviously, with some of the comic book movies coming out later, I'll, I'll get to it. I'm hoping to make some time for Bloodshot, which is a the Valiant mm-hmm. comic. Um, Vin Diesel, um, hopefully that will kind of lift the profile of the um, of the, the character and, and maybe... Yeah. Um, Kickstarter franchise uh, that did not look interesting to me whatsoever. I know it, it, it's when I when I looked at the trailer, it looked like a, a B grade movie. You know, yeah. I, I don't think it will. Um, but you know, I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about it. This is a Valiant Comics podcast. They make a good mm-hmm. point. Vin Diesel associated with Fast and the Furious, a massive franchise. Um, yeah. It might be able. He might be able to pull. You know, some viewers from that. A few, he'll get a few more butts in the seats. I'm yeah, sure. yeah. Oh. He, he, Birds he, of Prey opens here in the states today. Yeah, the Harley Quinn. Um, it's gonna... getting really good reviews. Really? Okay. Yeah, like I, I watched a few reviews. Um, wow. That's pretty much the only TV I've been watching is some YouTube stuff. Yeah. Um, for reviews and things. Uh, yeah, they're saying it's um really good. Are you like are... in the vein? It's in the vein of sort of a Deadpool like. Okay kind of crazy unreliable narrator sort of fourth wall breaking but not talking directly to the camera mm. um and i guess it's good performances and the action is good a lot of people were worried it was going to suck and so i actually may go okay. see it sometime in the next couple of weeks for a matinee yeah i mean uh, nothing against them and nothing against dc i just have no interest really um, I, I didn't either until yeah. i saw the reviews okay I mean, I might wait till it's. I might rent it or something. I'm, 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 mm-hmm. I'm glad to hear that it's actually good. I'm hoping it's better than Suicide Squad. Um, no, that movie was awful. Yeah, yeah. That was... I hear it's. Everyone is saying it's like. I mean, it makes sense if you. It's a continuation of Suicide Squad, mm. but it 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 it's hand over fist better. Okay. So. Okay. Well, that's good. That's. I'm. I'm, I'm happy to hear. Um, mm-hmm. Because it seemed. Yeah, that was. Uh, I don't know. I remember reading articles about Margot Robbie um, pitching that, you know, as just to make a movie, and it seemed to just kind of come together all, all really quickly. But uh, they've got some good names there. Rosie Perez, uh, um, she's um, mm-hmm. Montoya. She's that, yeah, the yeah. question, well, what will become the question, maybe. Oh, um, really? Okay, okay. In the yeah. comics, Rosie, yeah. Um, she becomes the second question, isn't that right? Really? It's oh, okay. DC. It's hard to keep track for me. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And then, yeah, um, what's her name? Um, who plays Huntress is a really good actress, too. Oh, okay. I didn't recognize any other. Um... I'm forgetting her name right now. Really tall, beautiful woman who plays Huntress. She, I guess, yeah, I guess the whole cast is great. Okay. Um, and, okay. Is Black Canary? So we'll is Black Canary yep, in that? She's there. Okay. It's Smollett. Um, I can't remember her first name. I remember her last name because her brother was in some controversy. But, um, yeah, I guess she's really good, too. And people are saying Ewan McGregor is uh, oh, fantastic. Yeah. They're saying he's fantastic. It's not quite the black mask from the comics, yeah. which I, I don't know much. I only know kind of from yeah. some of the animated DC stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're saying it's, you know, it's not hard and fast, um, the same black mask, but it's a really cool version and a really crazy version. So. Okay. Okay. Cool. Mm. I mean, I I respect you and McGregor. I reckon he's a great. He's a good actor. Um, you know, mm-hmm. just um, he he dives into his roles. Um, so, yeah. I mean, um, I mean, I mentioned that Black Canary. She's the only one I, 
apart from Harley, that I really kind of half know, and I only know half. I only I only know Black Canary because of another podcast of Who Would Win, and they pit Black Canary oh. against Hawkeye. <laughs> so I got to learn about Black Canary then. But, so they did Green Arrow's girlfriend against yeah, Hawkeye. Hawkeye, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's another book. I just remember that's something I finished a while ago too. The first two volumes of uh, of um, Hawkeye from Fraction, which oh yeah, maybe I think that makes for the last decade. That book probably makes yep. it's close to my top top spot for book of the decade. That run is amazing. I would have to say it's it's very special up in there. I mean, like I, I yeah, I've, I've got the. F- yeah, I've got the two volumes uh, in hardcover. I, I haven't read reread the. I've read all of it, but I haven't reread the second volume yet. But um, I reread the first one not that long ago as well, and it, it, oh, man, it still holds up. and And you can see the influence. So funny and so good. Yeah, and you can see the mm-hmm. the imitators, like the imitations later on, like um, because trying to capture that kind of magic again. Um, yeah, he just redefined Clint did. Barton in a really cool he way, did. but whilst while still kind of keeping to the character. Mm, um, yeah. I was just reading some a while ago some West Coast Avengers, and I was like, yeah, this still you know, yeah, this feels like Clint um, with Fraction stuff, but he just expanded it and made it modern and funny and yeah, uh, uh, slightly obtuse, you know, and it's great. And the art for that stuff is just fantastic. Oh, the art's brilliant, David Ayer. Um, just mm. oh, I, lo- I love his art. He um, he did another um a, a run in one of the Avengers titles. I think I think it was is it Secret Avengers or um, maybe. But he drew he drew Shang Chi, and uh, to me is re- really cool Shang Chi interpreter. I mean, and we are linking. I'm linking this loonies to <laughs> our Marvel Knights coming up. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, cool, cool. Um. Uh, movie-wise, I haven't seen much myself, Noel. Um, i just put a couple of things here. Uh, the Penny Dreadful TV show. Um, there's a City of Angels coming out, which is a sequel to it. Um, I've I've watched seasons one to three. I'm going to re-watch it again because um, I'll be jumping on um, the, the brilliant blokes over at TV Podcast Industries. They're going to be releasing mm-hmm. a retrospective on Penny Dreadful. Um, oh, cool! And um, and I'll be jumping on there to review some of the stuff with them, which will be really fun. Um, so their Watchmen to... coverage was great. Oh, I yeah, to all of that. Yeah. really cool. I loved how they they did this um, analysis, and then they had the feedback like separate. It, it just gave them plenty of room to do both. Which yeah, was really good. Um, Cheers to those guys. They're doing a great job. Oh everything yeah, they cover. Yeah, big shout out to to John, Derek, and Chris. Uh, and mm-hmm. also uh, something that I've just jumped on board. I might be late to the thing. Um, the Bodyguard. Have you heard of that, Noel? Um, it's, Isn't that an old movie with Kevin Costner? <laughs> which is very good as well. Uh, don't, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I, I love that movie with Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, but this has Richard Madden, who um, comic book fans will know he's going to play Icarus in The Eternals. Um, he also played oh, okay. one of the guys in... Game of Thrones, <laughs> um, one of the Starks right. in Game of Thrones, but um, he plays the bodyguard. Um, so he's Scottish, so he uses his natural accent. Um, a lot more interesting than I thought. I've only seen episode one so far, um, but mm-hmm. it it um, it really unpacks a lot for his character. He's he's got a lot of baggage, PTSD. He, he's an ex um, soldier from, you know, um, I think Afghanistan. Um, and his political inclinations 
are directly opposite to the client that he has to protect. Um, mm. So it makes him makes for a very interesting character and interesting dynamic. And also he's got some struggles at home. So I don't know. I'm getting a bit of a sense of falling down, Noel, where oh, right. he's, he's might slowly crumble and uh, he might he might be breaking bad towards the end. I don't know. But it looks really good. He, at the moment, he's very professional. He's mm-hmm. uh, very good at what he does. Um, but it's it's really good. Um, so that's on Netflix. Um, and anyway, it's, it's it's an old series. Um, we've been put onto it by a couple of friends, and yeah, it, it seems to be pretty cool. So any loonies out there who watch The Bodyguard, let us let us know. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, loonies as well. You know, please indulge. I'm just catching up with with good mate Noel here as well. Um, we will get yeah. to the Moon Knight um, aspect of this podcast, and and. I don't want to disappoint you, but Marvel Knights, if you've already read it, four to seven, you know that Moon Knight is very tangential in it as well, right? Yeah. Can I say? Yep, this is barely a Moon Knight podcast uh, today. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> um, so unfortunately, so a bit of a spoiler there for the review, but we're still going to mm-hmm. review it. Um, anyway, finally, Noel, I just want to get to um, just podcasts or, or music. What I thought would be interesting... I'm not sure if I broached this with you before. Um, listening to music while you read your comics. I know you go into the cafe. Do you do you plug in some earplugs? Do you do you have something on while you while you read, or do you like the silence? I it it all sort of if I go to the cafe, it depends on how loud it is there, mm. you know, or the bar. If it's um, if there's nice music playing and it's quiet, I don't. I won't. Yeah mess with things but i can't yeah i can't listen to a lot of the music that i would normally listen to when i read i find Mm -hmm. it distracting like if there's lyrics in it and i know a Uh, lot of people are that way too when they write as well Mm -hmm. um if there's lyrics in it you kind of find it distracting but um Mm -hmm. lately a lot um when i do need i was at uh i was just reading on the train the other day Mm -hmm. and normally what if i'm traveling or whatever i just listen to podcasts uh but i felt like reading and i wanted to catch up on um, some of these, uh, some of these Love and Rockets comics, and I put on um, music for Airports by Brian Eno. Brian Eno, okay. An old, old record he made that's just all sort of kind of ambient. Oh, stuff. nice. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like Brian Eno was in Roxy Music, mm-hmm. um, um, and then went on to have a really cool solo career and produced records for David Bowie and mm-hmm. you early U2 stuff and yeah. a bunch of other pe- people. Um, but that's a great record for reading because it every, everything moves kind of slow. And it's not like... I tried listening to jazz and classical while reading too, but that can be almost as distracting as like yeah, could, yeah. M- more of the kind of punk stuff I listen to mm-hmm. because there's bursts and, mm. you know, like dynamic and things. And there's just no, almost no dynamic and... Music for airports. <laughs> it's just very slow, and but it's not ambient in like the modern sense of, you know, sort of whatever techno adjacent kind of stuff. It's um, yeah, it's kind of old school with tape loops and synthesizers and shit. It's really cool to listen to, and it's a good cool. good soundtrack for reading. And, and you mentioned podcasts as well. Any any other podcasts you want to give a bit of a plug to that you've you've discovered or you, you like listening to the most? Um, there's nothing new. I just, I have a lot in my feed to catch up with every week. Um, mm. there, there's a lot. I mean, right now in the States, you know, it's, it's, uh, the, um, 
primary elections are going on, so there's a lot of politics I've been listening to, a lot mm-hmm. of analysts uh, yes. analyzing of, of what's happening with that. Um, uh, sort of recently, I just started listening to uh, um, the Weekly Planet podcast. Okay. Made there in Australia. Um, oh, yeah. The guy who does yeah, the yeah. Mr. Sunday Movies channel. Yeah, and yeah. Nick Ma- Comedian Nick yeah. Nick Mason, yeah. yeah. Um, I've been, you know, watching his YouTube channel for a long time, mm. but I just within the past few months started listening to their podcast, and it's really great. Those two are, I mean, they cover all the same stuff that everybody does, the same pop culture things, but mm-hmm. they have a sort of a dismissive take on everything. Uh, that's very funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, and it's it, yeah, it's a really good, entertaining podcast, especially for like Monday mornings. I think they release it, you know, Sunday evening in Australia. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, nice. Oh. Um, the, uh, a, a little shout out as well, because um, they're affiliated with one of the first com- uh, comic book podcasts I listen to, Serious Issues, um, mm-hmm. and, and a big shout out to to Levens and uh, Sh- uh, Siobhan there. Um, they've just released. Uh, they've been on hiatus for about three months or so, <laughs> um, um, but they've uh, released an episode. It's good to have them back. Um, you know, they just review comics, but they they're part of the um, the network that um, that the weekly weekly planet is on. And Levens has um, has had Mason or Meso on uh, yeah. on the show a few times. So yeah, that, that's really cool. Oh, that's cool that you're yeah. listening to them. That's because they, they've got yeah. actually a big audience. Um, they do, they do. Yeah, yeah, I didn't quite realize they were very funny. Mm, <laughs> yeah, great. I guess they've been mates since they were kids. Yeah, so. they just bounce uh, off. It, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and they're in the same room, and they just yeah, yeah. it's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, another- James actually, Mister Sunday, his he has a small child too, who's been making a lot of appearances on the, <laughs> the podcast lately by just running in the room and asking for for sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> so they pause the recording, and he comes uh, back, and then and then his kid comes in. He's like, "I want another big sandwich." He's like, "Another one." <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just funny. Yeah, that's uh, that's what's waiting when uh, Finn Finn can talk. Pretty he, soon, he's little getting, Finn's going to be asking you for sandwiches. He, he's getting there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, look, uh, you know, with podcast wise, Nola, um, less. Uh, I mean, you, you're talking about the politics and stuff. I'm way less. Um, <laughs> Who would win? That's what, that's what I'm listening to. Um, I think they, they say it at the beginning of their podcast, um, you know, just for the moment, we'd like to leave everything of the world's problems outside and just concentrate on just a, a, a made-up fight. And uh, so, yep. yeah, so that's what I'm listening to lately, just pure escapism. Um, I listened to lately, uh, it's not particularly one of their more recent episodes, but it was Taskmaster versus Midnighter. And I wanted to get oh. your take. I mean, do, are you? I mean, I, I didn't know much about Midnighter. I know a lot about Taskmaster, but um, what would your? You know, if if you had them, who would you? Who would you pit to win? Do you know mm. Midnighter? I don't. I don't oh, you think. Don't. Okay. Who is? I think he's it? he was from Wildstorm or something. Um, he oh was in a relationship, yeah. but he's kind of like a Batman esque. Okay. But he, yeah, uh, I can yeah. picture. I can picture the character. I. I yeah, I, I've very never popular. Wildstorm stuff. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So I, would, I would just say Taskmaster. Yeah, me too. Because Taskmaster <laughs> can copy anybody's moves. So <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, well, apparently Midnight a one, but um, you know, I, I don't know <laughs> much about. I know. Well, apparently he can. He can. He's got a computer or something that he can um, strategize, like every he can plan so he's Batman. 
Yeah, yeah. He can like <laughs> he can plan like a hundred steps. He's ahead. ready for everything. Yeah, okay, it's right. like how do you defend against that? You know, it's like I've got a plan. Yeah, it's like, if, oh, I guess if you're a taskmaster, though, you could just copy that plan. Oh yeah, true, uh, true, true. Yeah, <laughs> but you'd have to see it first, I guess. Mm, well, that was the thing. I think that's where the the debater Ray Stacanus mm-hmm. he he fell down in. Uh, he was pitching that Taskmaster was was random, and uh, Midnight could not come up with a plan for him. Um, but uh, but yeah, he lost it. Um, so anyway, um, th- that's uh, what that's I'm. That's been sort of making a comeback. All those versus things. People got sick yeah. of that for a while. But um, yeah, uh, uh, some uh, the the comic pop channel on their YouTube has been um, or on their um, Instagram has been doing a lot of those who would wins. And actually, oh. just it's probably over by the time this is released. But they did Nightwing versus Moon Knight. Ooh. Yesterday, oh jeez, and I went to all my accounts and I voted for Moon Knight, even though Nightwing, Nightwing was still winning. <laughs> uh, but it was close; it was like fifty-one, yeah. you know, really? forty-eight, forty-nine percent. Yeah, oh, okay. like, oh, I'm surprised. Yeah. That's cool. I, yeah, because I, I think I don't think Dick Grayson would know what to do with Moon Knight, so that's why I was like, I'm honestly think. Moon Knight would whip his butt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I, again, another friend of the show, Phil. I'm sure he'd he'd um, <laughs> oh, he would argue me that argue one, that I'm sure. yeah. Nightwing. That's like <laughs> his handle in it. Yeah, isn't it? that's right. Yeah, Nightwing <laughs> handle. Yeah, again, I don't know much about Nightwing. To me, he's just another Robin, isn't he? So I I, I reckon Moon Knight can beat him. I don't know, but I don't know. He 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 sounds dangerous. So maybe. I mean, Dick Grayson generally in the comics is as just as um capable as his uh his mentor mm-hmm. so he's even taken over for him before okay uh, one right. of scott snyder's first runs on uh i don't know if it was the the full title or if it was detective comics but um he had dick grayson take over and it's one of the few modernish runs of that character that i've read and okay. it was just a little bit but it's it's actually awesome it's really good oh nice so that's why i'd like to see scott snyder tackle moon knight someday that would be really fun oh that'd be cool i mean like i've only read a couple of a few things of his of batman oh you know that hang on that's a one reference so we'll <laughs> mm-hmm. um and it's been pretty good i think good. that's two now actually. oh no damn <laughs> i'm gonna have to go back i'm gonna have to go back and bleep it um but uh yeah no very good i found his writing you know mm-hmm. of the character yeah. So yeah. I just want to stress his writing. So I'm not necessarily saying the character's good. I'm just saying, saying the writing. No, the character sucks, but he does a good job. <laughs> um, uh, he does a good job writing stuff. I mean, his, yeah. he's a good writer, which is that horror comic that he does is oh, yeah. super great. That was his yeah, image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've read the, um, the yeah. first, um, just the first one. It, it took a while for the second yeah, one to come too. out, right? Um, it took yeah, a couple they, of years. They're taking or... break. It's image. They yeah. can do whenever yeah. they feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I guess just just to cap off, um, I guess music wise, I was gonna um, I was listening to a lot of piano music, but I won't bore the listeners with that. I just want to actually leave it with uh, the next. I'm gonna give a big shout out to uh, I think they're still around, an Aussie um, Australian, uh, of course, an Aussie Australian, an Aussie Australian, <laughs> yeah, an Aussie jazz band, a um, bit more avant garde. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, double bass, just double bass drums and and piano, um, but their tracks go for like 
half an hour. Like they, they, they just kind of they build and they, um, you know, it's it's all improv. Um, that's mm-hmm. really cool. You just reminded me with Brian Eno and and that kind of soundscape that he creates, like the Necks, uh, N-E-C-K-S. Um, they do very much the same thing. Uh, you end up almost in a trance if you if you do listen to them actively. <laughs> so um, uh, they're actually good for reading as well. Um, so oh, a big shout out. Check for them that. out. Yeah. Um, all right, loonies. I hope you have gleaned a lot of uh, recommendations from both Noel and myself there for comics, for podcasts, for music, for TV and film. Um, Oh, actually, we're not going to go to a break yet. We've still got a bit of news here, Noel. I forgot. Yeah, we can quickly go over this stuff. Just some Marvel Studios Mm -hmm. news. And in keeping with this this episode, um, not Moonlight related. (laughs) Not Moonlight related. (laughs) Well, slightly. uh, There there was that, what do they call it, big game ad for uh, the uh, Disney Plus stuff. Mm, And they showed a little... Showed a little bit of the next upcoming series, the um, yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier and One Division and what are your thoughts? Uh, one Did one bit from Loki. I mean, and the yeah. stuff looked fantastic. Looked good, so, doesn't I it? mean, yeah. that 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 bears good for the for the Moon Knight show. That at least it's going to look that mm. good. Did Did um, it have something for Loki? What was that? Was that just um, yeah, just Gilson? a quick little thing of him wearing? Uh, he looked like he was in a prison jumpsuit. Oh, ah, yes, 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 the time the time he had a, a stamp of the Time Variance Authority. Oh, okay, right. uh, which you know, which is like this weird little Marvel Easter egg of the. Uh, it was a a group that just went through time, cleaned up time. Oh. You know, like the that, Langdeliers or something. <laughs> okay, that vaguely rings a rings a bell. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like a '90s yeah. thing. I don't even think I've ever even read a comic with that group in it. But it's not like that's kind of a thing in science fiction. They did that on Star Trek. They yeah. had a group that like were you know would admonish people for you know like James T. Kirk for time traveling and mm, stuff. Right, the so Guardians of Time. Some, yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. so, I mean, they, there was. Um, did you ever read Astonishing Spider-Man and Wolverine that no. Jason Aaron did a few years ago? No, no, no. There, there's a, it's not the Time Variance Authority, I don't think, but there's a um, a group. That, that whole book is about time. It's a really fun, ridiculous cool. short series where um, Spider-Man and Wolverine are just traveling all throughout time. Yeah. Um, and chasing like the orb is in it you know that jason aaron character that's just a big eye and a couple yeah. of new characters that he invented but then they finally get, they're getting chased down by i think they call them the Minutemen, actually and they're just like oh. some time cop time cops who are just like wolverine and spider-man are fucking up the whole timeline yeah, yeah. it's not our fault it's it's a really funny book yeah i i've um i like to dip my toe in like you know the the time kind of time-related stories, um, not too mm. much and stuff. I've come across uh, – th- there were some really good ones that Jerry Duggan did with De- Deadpool. Um, I thought right, it was yeah. really fun. Did De- Jerry Duggan do um, Deadpool's Secret Secret Wars? Was that him? Yes, I think he did because uh, that was around the time of his run of De- Deadpool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. I right, think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But so, I mean, with it makes sense to have Loki mm-hmm. uh, in the context, yeah, context of, the, of the Marvel um, you know, movie stuff since like that last – big movie was all about time yes. travel things and he's so that looked cool and the uh falcon winter soldier stuff that looked good it looked it looks cool i mean i'm i'm a little less interested in that even though okay. i like 
I think some of the cat movies are some of my favorites. Mm. For some reason, I'm just not yeah. as excited as I am mostly for the WandaVision thing because that looks messed oh, up. I am as well. Oh, I mean, it's, I before I couldn't care at all, but now I'm like, this is. I mean, the, when I heard the concept, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool and weird and different. I like that. Uh, yeah. And now, just seeing a little footage of it, it's like this is going to be really weird. Yeah, <laughs> and and that's what I absolutely love about it because it was a little bit of a risk as well. Um, and even when the title first came out, One Division, people were going, oh, that sounds really bad. Like, I still think they should call it. In, the, even if there's a reason to the show, it's still a stupid name. They should have just called it like. You know, Vision. like the comics, like the Vision and the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but, so what if it's long? <laughs> but um, this is the uh, bit of speculation. What do you reckon's happening here? There are a lot of people saying. Uh, I read one guy online saying, "Yeah, it's obvious." And like you know, sigh, it's obvious that um, you know, this is all a fabrication of of Wanda, and this is going to lead into House of M because she's going to break down because she wants. It, it's kind of like a post traumatic thing of wanting Vision back, which I can understand. Yeah. Um, I think that is kind of the obvious. I mean, they're pulling yeah. from, as as they do with um, the Marvel Studios stuff, they kind of take the best of different things and mm. kind of over the generations and kind of, that's why I was reading the early um, miniseries with those two. And then next I'm going to read volume two. Yes. Um, and, you know, yeah, bits of House of M and um, mm. bits of the Scar- Vision of Scarlet Witch stuff, um, bits of Tom King's Vision, mm-hmm. which is great. Um and just combine it and make it, you know, put a twist on the whole thing. Yeah. But, I, you know, I think there's going to be a twist yeah. that some people probably won't see coming. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm just there for it. I'm, yeah. I enjoy the ride. It would be cool as long as it's really kind of weird. And yeah. apparently it's going to tie directly into the mm-hmm. Doctor Strange movie, which now is, uh, I saw you put on the sheet another yeah. topic that there, there's talks that, um, it's been confirmed. Raimi? It's confirmed. Oh, has it f- yeah. fully confirmed now? It's that confirmed now, yes. Yeah, so before I... Um, Yesterday I'd... it was talks, and mm. this morning it's confirmed. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've just been trawling through Twitter, and it's like, it seems it's mostly confirmed from people talking about it and, and people reporting did, did it. Did we got this covered confirm it? <laughs> MCU Cosmic. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we laugh, listeners, because, yeah. Because the, they suck. They suck, yeah. Um, mm. But no, uh, Raimi, uh, just one before, before we get into that, though. Um, mm. The other explanation could just purely be that WandaVision is in a, a different reality, right? In one of the multiverses, and... So yeah, I mean, they're saying it's going to tie. To, mm. I mean, Kevin Feige, the you know head of Marvel Studios, said it's going to tie directly into Doctor Strange. Should be so cool. And now we have a, a the announcement. Actually, that was what um, clinched it for me. Noel, I read Scott Derrickson's tweet, and he he pretty much confirmed it. He said, um, "I've worked with Raimi before, and um, there's no better person to take the reins to Doctor Strange." Yeah. So he's, and if, he's if, kind of if I'm being honest, I'm actually. Scott Derrickson seems like a cool dude, mm, um, mm. Uh, and I. But I know you know some people who are big Doctor Strange fans. Mm. I liked his movie, um, mm. but I, you know, there's parts that I loved, but a lot of people have liked his characterization after his movie more. Yes, you know, oh, like he's in the a Avengers lot, movies and stuff, and I just think that stronger. feels more like Doctor Strange. Yes. And I kind of you know I've read a fair amount of Doctor Strange. I'd say I'm a fan, but yeah. I'm not obsessive. But that's why I was like, I'm okay with it. But mm. um, a, a lot of people the past yeah, couple of days have been like, I think Sam Raimi might be a better fit for Doctor Strange. Well, nothing, Especially if he keeps the pra- sort of more practical effects. Yes. And yeah, he's, yeah. You know, I think he's got, 
yeah, he's a horror director, but he's he also is, yeah. he's also very funny, yep. and he's also v- weird. You yep. know, like if he could br- <laughs> if he could bring some sort of almost um, kind of David Lynchian mm. surreal bits to it. I tried to watch Eraserhead recently again. I can't do it, but like, so um, if, if, yeah, the little if fetus, he could bring some of those, on the dude, yeah, oh, oh. <laughs> but if he could, but if he could bring some of the ideas and the elements of things like, yeah, like that, I mean, there are, there are sort of Lynch in elements in some of Sam mm-hmm. Raimi's stuff. So if he could kind of push that and, and use the, um, digital effects to sort of enhance the weird stuff he could come up with, but yeah. I don't know, he doesn't have a lot of time. I mean, no. they haven't pushed any scheduling back or anything for this film, so... No, and I think also he'll be at the whim of um, the studio. Uh, I mean, there was speculation that Scott Derrickson left because of, uh, well, he said, creative differences, um, so there might yeah. be... which it could it could be, but then yeah. Sam Raimi's pretty famous for... He's pretty... I mean, he did, Sp- he did Spider-Man 3, he did it. He did, yeah. But he's famous no. for hating it. Yes, yes, I mean... I don't in any way blame him for Spider-Man 3 at all. Uh, you've only got to look at the first two, what he did, Spider-Man 1 and 2. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man 2 is still I mean, one of my all-time favorites. It's, it's Yeah, it's one of the best yeah. Yeah. You know, superhero movies ever. I guess, you know, and Kevin Feige worked on Spider-Man mm. 3. Yeah. Oh, did uh, he was as a producer, he was way lower down the chain, but recently okay. I even just saw like some a promo when they were pushing that film back then. Of Kevin Feige saying like now we brought in the symbiote you know yeah. and we've got and, that, and that's what that's what Sam Raimi came but I guess he has a good relationship with yep. the two of those guys you know Raimi and Feige have a good relationship so yeah we'll see it could it could be amazing and that's what I hope it will be I yeah look I, I think for me you know just just final thing about it I, I I'm pretty I feel pretty safe in Raimi's hands as as um, a consumer to consume mm. his movie coming I was going to say, would you let him hold Finn? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure, sure. As long as... <laughs> um, uh, as long as, you know, one hand isn't a chainsaw, you know. But... Um, right. No, no, I think I think it'd be pretty safe. Um, and also, you know, I've got faith in, in Marvel Studios, so I don't think there'll be a, an issue with him butting heads with the studios again and ending up with a Spider-Man 3. I don't think we'll see that again with Doctor Strange 2. So I think we'll get at least a um, an entertaining film. Um, again, again, you can never please all the fans. Um, there, there'll right. be diehard, and if he's coming you know, on board, he's yeah. at least in the mindset of, like, yeah. he knows that he's got to work within parameters. Yeah. Oh, he, he's been um, around. He's, it's not his first rodeo. He, he'll know. Um, yeah, he'll know what to do. And yeah, and he's very mm-hmm. experienced. So, um, and he can do horror as well, you know, albeit if Marvel. And there, yeah, um, there's yeah. just a vibe he has too. He there's does. something about his movies that kind of have that 60s mm. camp thing that works perfect with Doctor Strange. It does. I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see. I'm hoping Bruce Campbell makes his debut into the MCU somehow. <laughs> I don't know what. Oh, he will. <laughs> I'd love that. Um, so, yeah, um, interesting news ahead. And as you say, Noel, um, it all looks good for Moon Knight's TV show, um, which... I mean, there's a good chance that somehow, in some way, this could be an introduction to Moon Knight. It could be. How cool would the, that be? The Doctor Strange, yeah. What if, like, he I mean, turns even up if it's just sort of a, you know, yeah, yeah. Some, in some sort of tangential way. But I think mm. they, they're going to use this as a, 
a way to introduce a lot of characters, but hopefully they do. I mean, you know. Can you imagine? Some, sometimes they half assets. Oh yeah, true. Oh, but if they do a proper, can you imagine like a post credit, like in in um, the Sudan or something? Um, you know, and then you see a, a statue of Conchu, like that would just like mm-hmm. that would go off, right? You know, just a little. Or touch. even you know, even Jack Russell. Oh, oh, and it, yes. And it's just you know, because you they're... see Jack Russell, and then you see yeah. a, a, sh- a silver shirkin come down into frame or something. Because you know, that would a moon shirkin. Because again, they're tying it all into Blade, right? As well, everything is kind of interconnected. Um, and, and there has been a lot of talk about the Marvel, yeah, about the Marvel horror like coming now mm-hmm. into the MCU. So yeah, exciting days. And Moon Knight definitely definitely connects to that, obviously, with the obvious Jack Russell connection. So mm-hmm. um yeah, exciting times ahead. Anyway, Noel, how about we take a uh, a little break? We'll have a little chat with the uh the patrons during the break. Um and uh, when we come back, Loonies, we're gonna get into our review, the Over the Moon Arc review, Marvel Knights, issues four to seven. I know you can't wait for this, Noel. I know you can't cannot wait. wait. Anyway, we'll be back very shortly. We Are Venomaniacs is the Venom Sight official podcast for all of your symbiote news, reviews, and point of views about Venom-related comics, movies, television, animation, and merchandise. We are available on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Google Play Music, and YouTube. Join us, won't you? I am Connor from the House of L. And I am Ray from the House of Zod. We are two of the many, many survivors of Krypton's destruction, and we have made our home in Australia, and dare I say have become Australians, for better or worse. But we have also decided to read Superman comics, uh, read Superman books, watch Superman shows, cartoons, movies, basically everything Superman, and from an Australian perspective as well. Whether you're a seasoned fan, like me, or whether you are coming in fresh, wide-eyed, and wanting to learn more like me, then this podcast is for you. Join us for our bi-weekly adventures available on all good podcast catches. So just search for Last Sons of Krypton. A Superman podcast will be coming to you from Australia or some cosmic dimension, wherever we are that week. Up, 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 and and away! Yes. Welcome back, Looney listeners, to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast, where Ray and I are going to talk about this crappy book. <laughs> yes, um, we are here. Sorry, Noel, it cuts out. I wasn't too sure what you said, but we are here for Over the Moon. Uh, the you'll arc hear re- later. <laughs> <laughs> the ARC review, I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> we are here for the ARC review. We are looking at Marvel Knights, issues four to seven. We might pair that back to four to six, Noel. A slight typo, my fault, um, because that goes into part one of Strange Matters. But anyway, we can always talk about release 2000. Um, and the credits as follows, written by Chuck Dixon, pencils by Ed Barreto, uh, inks by Klaus Janssen, colorist David Kemp, letterers Richard Starkings and Troy Pateri, and editor Nancy DeKesian. 
Now, um, for listeners that aren't aware, we what we're going to do, we'll go through our synopsis, our bare bones, and then Noel and I, look, why not just keep to the style that we are at doing now, free-forming with um, our thoughts on on the issues, on the arc as, as a whole, and then we'll end off with a with a moon rating. It can be either a vanilla rating or one of patented um, ratings from Connor Shoe. So, Noel... We haven't discussed this. I don't know. Do you want to read this thing or? Um, I'll bit... do. Let's let's split it let's, up here. Let's split it I'll, up. I'll start it off though. Okay. Okay. Here we go. The synopsis for this: uh, <laughs> a, a mysterious figure named Zaran breaks. Uh, Zaran? Yep. Does that seem right to you? Uh, breaks into an aim facility and steals a biological weapon. Meanwhile, Daredevil, Black Widow, Shang Chi, and Dagger. For some reason, meet up to discuss their plan to take down the Punisher and end his reign of terror on New York. The Punisher stealthily surveys the heroes, showing that he's always at least one step ahead. Zaran continues to cut a swath through AIM facilities, and this time he gains access to a biohazard chamber to steal mysterious chemicals. Cheng Chi has a mission of his own as he tries to help out a couple find their missing daughter. While Stagger uh, has other things to worry about and enlists Black Widow to help her find Cloak, who has recently gone rogue. Both Black Widow and Dagger are met by Nick Fury in Natasha's apartment, while Daredevil runs into Moon Knight, finally, mm-hmm. who wishes to join their group. Uh, Zaran returns to his master, Shang-Chi's father, the mysterious and racist Fu Manchu. <laughs> Offering a chemical agents uh, to him for his own dastardly plans. Uh, Daredevil and Moon Knight continue to negotiate, while Nick Fury questions Black Widow's motives for joining the Marvel Knights. He reminds her that she's still on the Shield payroll, and Dagger jumps at the opportunity to use Shield resources to find Cloak. Whilst Cloak causes mayhem in the city, meeting out his own justice, the Punisher catches wind of a designer drug run by Daddy Wronglegs over near the Manhattan Bridge. (laughs) Upon investigation, Frank runs into Daddy Wronglegs, who appears to be a literal interpretation of his nickname. Shang-Chi prepares to make leave of the family he has tried to help before he gets ambushed by Zaran, who is sent there to kill him. Zaran and Shang-Chi battle, which spills out on the street, and after some tense moments, Shang-Chi proves the victor. Uh, Moon Knight furthers his case to the Marvel Knights by showing Daredevil, Black Widow, and Dagger one of his buildings, which he proposes to use as a headquarters. Um, And Daredevil reluctantly accepts the offer, and a team is born. And finally, the Punisher battles the monstrous Daddy Wronglegs and a horde of mutated addicts. Victims, no doubt, to the designer drug, which could only be the very same chemicals recently attained by Fu Manchu, um, before the Fantastic Four intervene to save Frank and the day. So, Looney's that—that's right. That was it in a in a quick nutshell. Um, that was three issues, four to six actually, and four to seven actually go more into, as you said, Noel, a, a bit more interesting. It goes, it delves into more of the cloak side of things um and him going a bit 
gone a bit AWOL with his actions. Yeah, and it actually, that's where it does. The story sort of gets interesting mm. and, yeah, focuses less on only Punisher. Yes. But, you know, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's delve into the first bit, which has the Punisher and has Zaran. Mm-hmm. Uh, overall impressions, Noel? Well, the, co- the comic, I like how the first several pages are a, a wordless comic. Mm. And, you know, the action is depicted pretty decently, um, I would say. Um, I always, that's kind of like the sign if you know a comic can work well without its word bubbles. Um, and uh, I kind of liked that. I mean, you can tell that... Um, Dixon doesn't really care about any other characters except for <laughs> or Punisher. He does um, love the Punisher, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, it, it just shows like <laughs> big time. You know, I've yeah. got I've got a real, real problem with this Dixon guy. Yes. Um, he's I, I'll just admit that I did not purchase these comics. Mm-hmm. I borrowed them. Uh, because I will refuse to support him in any way. Uh, Chuck Dixon has uh, aligned himself with basically neo-Nazis over the Mm. past few years and white supremacists and misogynists. And he's only people who are putting out his comics are neo-Nazi, white supremacists, misogynists. Yeah. You mentioned Um, Vox Day, right? Was that his name? Vox Day is one of them, um, yeah. and who's the other guy? The other guy who does that stupid YouTube channel where he just complains uh, about how how people of color and women are taking over comics. Um, it's I've always known that Chuck Dixon was not the greatest character, but over the past few years, um, he's become a real turd, mm. like a real bad, a real bad person. Yeah, um, and and I, I'll have to admit that. It's hard to review mm-hmm. review his writing now without that knowledge of what, the kind of person he's become. Mm. You know, it's like I, it is tainted. Yeah, every everything for me from from him. Um, he's he's not a bad writer, I would say, at least for these things. Like I did, I'll, I'll just be honest. I didn't enjoy this comic much. Mm-hmm. Um, at least issue four through six actually when seven did start which we won't be covering today the the ideas got more interesting but mm-hmm. like this daddy daddy wrong legs thing was just stupid <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just yeah. a dumb idea and it was very which is weird because i mean i don't know if it was an editorial mandate or if it was dixon's idea but that doesn't seem to be in keeping with what i know of his punisher stuff oh, okay right sort of otherworldly aliens and things like that it just doesn't yeah. seem doesn't seem right and i know he needs to tie this into some weird mystical shit and oh. weird alien stuff of it but i'll just say like it's it's he, he's a disappointing person <laughs> <laughs> yeah look i mean i learned uh, a, a lot about him through through you as well now I, mean, I didn't realize his character um, and it is very you know disappointing and and um i you know i for one won't support views like that at all, um, which mm-hmm. he's been associated with. Uh, and it is hard to kind of discern um, the character, the, the, the man himself from the writer. I mean, like, as you say, 
his writing is is good. It can be good for me. This four to six wasn't really good for me. <laughs> um, no. But I, I've seen like his earlier Mark Spector Moon Knight. I've really enjoyed. You, you know, so he, he did you? Yeah. See, I didn't. Oh, you didn't. Not, okay. I don't. I, don't, I didn't enjoy. I mean, no. I haven't. I've read it. I haven't read his entire Mark Spector run, yeah. but um, oh, it's pretty much the same. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so. I read a lot of it, and I don't, yeah. you know, we we always say, like, people have different interpretations mm. of who Moon Knight is. Yes. You know, I don't like some of the changes, I don't, that he made to yeah. Mark Spector. Well, I'm thinking um, that was editorial. Like, I, he he had been on record saying that they heavily pushed that. So, I, I you know... That that whole thing yeah. about him being Mark Spector, yeah. Um, but he I, wrote it, yeah. But I found his that that writing in the early Mark Spector a lot tighter. Um, the uh, the plot threads a lot fluid. What I found here with um, issues four to six was I found a pretty flimsy main thread um, with little branches. Well, of, and what what was the the what main is the thread, what, it was really you know, it was really like, terrible. I mean, the the main thread was basically, and this is what. The main thread should be the most apparent, but it isn't. And the main thread really is um, Daredevil and all the others wanting to join together to to beat the Punisher, right? That was the main pe- the the main thread. But what you have off that was Shang Chi helping that family look for the daughter. Um, Shang Chi connected with Zaran and Fu Manchu, which was I found quite interesting because it, it was very kind of similar to a lot of Doug Mensch stuff, but it wasn't investi- it wasn't pursued further. And then you have no. this weird Punisher. For one thing, pure coincidence, he, he goes, finds a designer drug cartel that happens to be the Fu Manchu designer drug that I'm assuming that he has manufactured with the bio, bio um, you know, the bio... Toxins, Biotoxins yeah. stuff. Um, that was such a flimsy connection for the Punisher to, to find Daddy Wronglegs and these... Um, and these uh, mutated addicts. Uh, so th- then that other thread... Or, yeah, it, ex- it was just an excuse for Punisher to shoot a bunch of... Yeah. But... You know, it's the same thing as, you know, it's it's a lame comic trope. Yeah. Uh, of just, like, we need faceless things yes. for Wolverine to kill or, we, you know, for yes. the Punisher to take down. And, and, and especially... Yeah. Have a, and there's, like, threads. I mean, you're supposed to have an A plot and a B plot, yes. generally, no. right? This has an A plot, a B plot, a C plot. Yeah. A D plot... Yep. eventually comes in with, with issue seven with dagger and then yeah dagger an and e, e yeah. plot yeah. and there's so much it's it's manic it, it doesn't you know? seem that it, there's no real real direction and and the main direction for me should be coming from this thing about daredevil um moon knight wanting to join the marvel the team Knights. the team that's a main that's a core yeah. of the thing but um it seems like Dixon is so distracted by all these other things that he wants to introduce. It just becomes. Well, he a, just wants to write Punisher, and he and he wants to write the Punisher because he the just Punisher wants gets. to write a you know a yeah. fascist you know. And then, I mean, again, if if we maybe if I start towards the end, what I found totally just like such a cop out was the Fantastic Four coming in. Bam! They fixed everything. <laughs> you know, this whole thing Punisher's at, at his you know he's back to the wall. He's seemingly going to be killed, and then all of a sudden, the Fantastic Four ex machina yes, come in. Absolutely, <laughs> they've never been featured anywhere. They just come in, bang, we fixed it. They don't recognize the Punisher, so he gets away. It was all a little. Uh, I found it a little. Um, and the the art as well. I mean, I can recognize the Klaus Janssen inks, and this to me, See, I, I couldn't. To me, I, no? I think he was useless. I, I yeah. was like, he doesn't. It 
didn't look like Jancy and Inks to me at okay. all. Because I've seen and, and I know yeah. um, what's the artist's name again? Um, 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 Ed Barreto. Yeah, he did mostly DC comics. Okay, he did a couple couple Marvel things, and it looks more like '90s DC to me. Okay, because it looks very '90s the to art, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just '90s in general. Mm. It's not. And he. It's funny because I was reading up on him. He goes. Uh, he passed away a few years ago. Yeah. Um, but he he got his start in the late '70s, like '79, '80, and so I've figured his style would have been a little bit more harkened back to that. But he. Was, just seemed to be maybe he hit his peak in the nineties and yeah. then never really yeah go for that. But it, it's funny the the copy I had too. I don't know. There was, there was weird things with some of the word balloons and stuff <sighs> weren't fully filled in. Like oh, when okay. Johnny Stor- Storm shows up, yeah, yeah. Some of his word balloons they're like in fire, mm. you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but some of them weren't filled in okay. for some reason, okay. and I don't know if it was just like the scan didn't. Oh right. Well, I don't know. It was just very strange. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, but I was like, Klaus Jansen, Jansen really ink this? Like I couldn't. I, I went and picked picked up some other. Um, yeah. Uh, there's I have a Daredevil run with him on inks yeah. and um, JRJR mm-hmm. doing pencils with Frank Miller yeah. writing because there was there's hints you could tell. I don't know if it's him in yeah. the storytelling or if it's. Dixon in the writing, but there were parts just where he was like, um, I don't know, just do some Frank Miller shit, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, like action shots. There's one that he completely swiped from the Wolverine um, solo book that yeah. um, that Miller did the art for. and um, Yeah. Well, I mean... Uh, well, uh, Chris Claremont did the writing for it. And I was just yeah. like, that's... This it, it, this is just a swipe. Yeah. Like, exactly from that. Yeah. It's like... Well, okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Cash Jansen as well. Uh, he did work on the the Wolverine solo as well, and and that's where I'm kind of finding the correlation. He he inked for John Byrne um, um, mm-hmm. after the um, uh, the early Frank Miller, Chris Claremont stuff. This was again in the nineties, mm-hmm. um, and his right. his inking styles. I don't know. To me, it, it's it's um, particular. You could see it. Yeah, uh, I can see it even with the the different pencilers. Um, so. I don't know. I just think that Ed Barreto and and Klaus Jansen's it didn't work well together. I mean, no, it did have didn't. that '90s vibe, but um, that's not in a good way. <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, uh-huh. there's you know there are a lot of good things in the '90s as well, but um, not so in that. Uh, and so I found actually the voicings towards the end. I mean, actually, sorry. Let me let me take a step back. Ed Barreto, um, I found the portrayal of the Punisher. I think he looked pretty pretty cool in it, and I did like the portrayal of Shang Chi in it because many times, many yeah, that's, it made me more interested in wanting to read some old Shang Chi yeah. comics, which now probably have doubled in price in <laughs> his movie. But um, it made me more interested. I didn't like his characterization per se; it seemed very bland and sort of. Mm. Um, I, mean, I know there's more to the character than that. Yeah. For, oh, let me meditate. You know, like in that story of the, the reveal. But that, that of, of what happens to this family is just like I saw that coming. Yeah, um, that, I mean that reveal of it, you mean the reveal of Fu Manchu. I mean that's been done. no that oh. that 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 I know is oh, his okay. father. Um, yeah, yeah. The reveal of the of the of the family that he had been helping. Oh yeah, yeah. Being murdered, it was just kind of like. Yeah. Okay. It was a bit of a, an afterthought, it seems, from Chuck Dixon. He yeah. had to do it's like something. the only the only voice that seemed genuine was Punisher's in this. Yes, and that's yeah. just because yeah. you know that's what, what he wants to write. Yeah, but um, but I did like um, Barreto's portrayal of Shang Chi as well because he did have that very Asian look, and and I, I say it like there there are sometimes Shang Chi is is drawn, but he's not. He's still kind of drawn 
like a western um which um kind of comes off so again i hug back to that david aya we we're talking about earlier with with um fractions hawkeye he doesn't he does a kick gene colin's like original shang chi stuff oh, okay. is awesome yeah 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 and he makes him really bulky and stuff and there's a lot of like crappy stereotypes in that but yeah, it yeah. was the 70s you know oh yeah absolutely yeah. but just the the art looks awesome mm. and the designs on like shang chi's um you know like uh, kung fu robes and stuff he does all these little kind of ditko swirls and yeah, stuff and like cool. that stuff is just cla- classic yeah so i mean i think there's a lot to like about burrito's stuff as well so for me the punisher shang chi even daredevil i found was drawn pretty cool like um you know pretty slick looking um moon knight let's look i mean moon knight was neither here nor there he was blonde in this one yeah, that's what I was just going to scream about. Why the hell is he blonde? I don't know. Maybe another <laughs> identity. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Is it the Noel Mark Spector? Maybe, it... maybe they should get me to play yeah, him yeah. since he's blonde now, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, what the hell is this? I know. How could you make that? Like, you're making a mistake. It's... Whose fault was that? It's not like he's a bit character. It's like, you know, it's like making Daredevil have black hair or something. It's crazy. So anyway, um, so... <laughs> Moon Knight fans. My note is just why is Spectre blonde yeah. with three exclamation points yeah. and three question marks? Yeah, maybe he just had a, a day where he thought, mm, let's just go blonde for the for the day. I don't know. Um, yeah, this would be pretty good. Was he blonde? Oh, yeah, never mind. I don't, maybe we're missing something. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there's something. Was there something in like the Mark Spectre run where he? No, not at know. all. Not at no, all. No, it was just a it was just a fuck up. I'm sure. Yeah. And, and so, what did you but think? I didn't like this. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, so I was about to say, what did you think of um, the interdeck, like Moon Knight's influence or Moon Knight's oh, involvement? Yeah, that's what I was just oh, okay. going to say. It yeah. was stupid. I mean, yeah. it was what? What? Like, yeah. it was. They, it, there's it, a you know. Once again, it's just like it's a personal preference, yeah. but I don't like. They've been doing this in some of the more modern things too. I don't like when they write Mark Spector as kind of an idiot. Yes. And he seemed kind of like an idiot and kind of like begging to be on a team doesn't seem very, yeah, you know, oh, I have money. Why does he want to be on a team? You He's should let very me, much well, alone. You should let me on this team. He gave, he gave him no reason to yeah. want to be. And maybe, I don't know, like, I don't want to read further, but maybe <laughs> there is some. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Reason. Maybe he's got a reason. I don't know. I'll read it. Whatever. I, I th- But like. It didn't seem very, you know, like yeah. flight. there was a. There, I mean, there's some funny quips between him and Daredevil, but it's just like, I don't know. I don't like that characterization of Mark Spector. No, I mean, what I found interesting from it, I'm trying to trying to find a silver lining here. I, I did find interesting that as you do. <laughs> I, I like the. It's very different. Mark is the financier, you know. Moon Knight. Uh, that's not what we've had before, and that was that was something different. It was almost as if like Stephen Grant had melded with Moon Knight a little bit more than, say, Mark Spector. Um, yeah, but I wish they would have said that. Mm. You know, they could have been a line where he says, because they're all, you know, they all know his identity right away. They're, you know, I think it's Black Widow or something. Yes, like, that's you know, right. It's, it's not a secret. Everybody knows who you are, Spectre. What if he would have just said, like, it's Grant, it's Stephen Grant. Yeah, but, yeah. And they would have been like, what? That, that was actually like, a cool, you know, that was a cool line, I thought, actually, when Black Widow called that out. It's like, oh, because that kind of threw Mark a bit. Going, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, so. but it would have been cooler if he would have said, Yeah, Stephen, yeah, s- s- who? yeah who's Mark? Oh, I'm Stephen Grant, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got all this money. Mark Spector doesn't have any money, yeah. But around this time, because Moon Knight was totally off the uh, off the radar, right? I think, um, I can't remember how long Mark Spector Moon Knight 
went I mean it went for 60 issues I can't remember if it made it 2000s but he disappeared for a few no. years yeah before um Resurrection mm-hmm. War and um and High Strangeness Well Resurrection War when, when was that 99 though Oh was, was it that 2002 I thought it, I thought it was I early it was bef- I thought it was early I think Resurrection War was before this Oh was it Okay okay Right okay because um I don't I could go flip through the long boxes right now but I can't do it <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, but anyway, he had been missing for a long time. Um, so I I think, yeah, again, how much did Chuck Dixon invest in, in fun? Uh, But actually, having even said that, like Moon Knight does not play a big role in this at all. I mean, you and I read beyond issue eight and nine. He does a bit of a fight in that kind of nightmare world. Um, but. Which that's, that seems it's that was going in a cool place. That was yeah, the, that, that was, was the only cool. thing that sort of interests me because I sort of have Resurrection War ninety eight. Oh, ninety eight. So this is really two years. That's two years before this is. Yeah, and that seems like Mark Spector, right? I mean, of, yeah. of course, that was Doug Munch writing it. So that was Doug Munch, and that was um, you know. that was a big thing because he came back after dying. He came back from the dead yeah. after yeah after. Dixon had killed him. Yeah. Um, uh, Actually, I don't even think it was Dixon. No, I don't at the think there, Dixon it? was off. I think it was Kavanaugh. Terry yeah. Kavanaugh, maybe. Right. Yeah. Um, that sounds right. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's weird. Then I mean, obviously, then it's gone a few steps back, or they just didn't care about the character to 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 worry about. As you say, a lot of it's the Punisher oriented. Um, but again, we'll have to read probably ahead and see. But I mean, Moon Knight's not doing anything special in this issue um he's basically no. there just to give them a home base uh, headquarters uh it's mainly cloak uh dagger wanting to find cloak tyrone um and of course the punisher doing his thing um but yeah and doing whatever the hell he's doing yeah yeah um, yeah i mean do they do you know do, i didn't read from one do they say why cloak has gone off his no rocker. i didn't i didn't as well and and again that intrigues me because um uh, he, he's a yeah. he's a cool character you talk- i'm gonna read the whole thing <laughs> Son of a bitch. i mean you're talking about bill mantlo and cloak and dagger i find a very and i've heard the bill mantlo um you know the run is phenomenal like yeah i love it yeah. i mean some people really dismiss it's it diff- but it's I, different you know it's from my child i was reading it off the shelves when i was a kid yeah right you right, know right. so I, I there's a place in my heart for that and boy i hated the way this dude drew dagger though i don't <laughs> oh yeah 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 yeah. you know there's even a part where like um black widow is like this is yeah, just yeah, some shitty r- dixon right you you know your outfit's too revealing you should change and i was just like yeah. <laughs> black widow would s- yeah. say that yeah yeah you know with her skin tight yeah. bodysuit yeah. you know like I guess if this was written today that they could have gotten away with that line and then had Nick Fury be like what are you talking about widow like yeah, yeah. but it was none of that uh, interesting also as well um, widow and daredevil um, were recently linked or you know there's a lot of banter between them between the two they've they obviously had the on again off again kind of relationship yeah, in the 70s mm, yeah. but um, I think Chuck has kind of brought that back up um, but yeah, anyway, a lot of it's the the cloak and the dagger and and the Punisher. Um, but I, I found it uh, not really memorable, really, and and especially you know it's on me, my bad about picking this. 
for um, for a moonlight. <laughs> no, it's fun. I, I want to yeah. rip it apart a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes you can't love everything, right? No, of and course. It's okay. Of course. Even if it's our favorite yeah. character, he's not. No, gonna but be... not not only that, but it's just that he's not there enough. He's not in it. No. Yeah. And like, I, I mean, I, he's technically in it. He right? is technically, but, but like, it's meant. He's meant to be because I was looking at the wiki. He's meant to be over three issues or four issues, and he's a bit later. But this four to six, he's like hardly in it. It's like, oh man, I really picked the bad the bad arc there but anyway um he, he's te- for the completionist he is there so we have to cover it <laughs> um yeah i mean i guess yeah yeah if they needed a you know a, a tony stark or yeah sort of uh danny Rand type character who's got the money mm. uh, moon knight i mean you know that makes logical sense yeah yeah. It just doesn't. It doesn't make any sense within his character why he would want to join this team. It, yeah, exactly. He's a he's a lone wolf. I mean, you look at Secret Avengers. You look at him everywhere. You look at it, the the latest run with Jason Aaron. Uh, the Avengers mm-hmm. tried to contact him. He politely declined to, to join the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Uh, or he when he was on the West Coast Avengers, he was he tried to do it for a while, and he was like, "No, no. this doesn't work." Yeah, you know, and it's been since then. There, every time he brings it up, he's like. Remember when I was on the West Coast Avengers? Yeah. That didn't work out so well, did it? Even you know? even then, there was a whole lot of mistrust and everything. So um, yeah, yeah, it's it's weird to think that he's actually actively pursuing to join a team. That, that just it really goes up against the character. Um, so yeah, uh, and, and I mean, I just want to go back to it, Noel. Just the um, the threat. I found the writing very poor. The threads were very poor. Um, um, so yeah, well, actually, I don't know what else to go on from that, but it's, um, most, most of the dialogue was poor, you know, which it set the bar so low that when there was a little line every once in a while, I'd be like, Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's kind of a decent line. And it's because the rest of it was such garbage. Yeah. I actually thought, um, Ben Grimm and Johnny Storm, they sounded pretty cool. They sounded kind of like they should like. Um, kind of like they should, um, but it's easy. You know, it all you have easy. to do is do a good Stanley impersonation. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. You've got, well, I, you've got, you know. I love the um the Ben Grimm saying, "Oh, cockroaches! Oh, you know, we get those size cockroaches on Yancey Street." You know that sort of stuff. You know, just um, yeah. Was that has was that a Men in Black ripoff? Oh, depends on when Men in Black came out. Did that did it come out two thousand as well? Ooh. I think it was in the nineties. Oh. Okay, yeah, it's, um, could be chuck a bit of plagiarism, mm. plagiarism to go yeah. on there. <laughs> well, that wasn't, it wasn't the only time he did it <laughs> in this. Um, yeah, so any, anything else there? Um, no, let me think. Um, so we have writing, art, um, characterization. Well, you know, things. did you notice that on some of those splash pages that the, um, the dialogue balloons were really small? Uh, yeah, I didn't notice it act, like actively. Um, they they could well every time. Not every time there was a splash page, but every once mm. in a while, all of a sudden, the type would be really really small. And I'd mm. like put my glasses on and be like, "What is this?" Thing? Okay, <laughs> I take it off. Yeah, uh, and then they would be back to normal. It's just weird in- inconsistencies, and it's like, I'll say this: uh, Joe Casada did a lot of the covers. Yeah. I think all the covers. Yeah, they look good. I love. Yeah, covers I look good. I love Joe. Marvel Knight's logo was cool. Yeah. Joe Cassard is, um, he was one of my favorite artists in the 90s. He, he went on, uh, you know, a bit of a Ray Ramble here. He, he went on to do the Exo Man of War on Valiant. Oh, beautiful art. Um, and, and, of course, X Factor as well. The all new, all different X Factor. Um, mm-hmm. with Peter David, really good stuff. So, uh, yeah, yeah no. he did a lot of good things in the 2000s too. He brought on, yes, he brought on Bendis. Yes. He brought on a lot of indie creators into Marvel and which really changed. 
Yep. What was I just, I was reading something um, recently and I was like, you know, it's funny, like more so than not, Marvel art looks like indie art now from like the 80s. Ah, right. You know, yeah. it's like there's this, this, the really kind of stylized indie, like indie stuff in the in like the 80s and, and early 90s. It's like so much Marvel artists these days are more influenced by that than they were by somebody like a, you know, some, like a big 90s artist, like Quesada himself or yeah. you know, McFar- McFarlane or something like that. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Anyway, tangent. Yeah, no, I mean, so no, the, the artwork um, for the covers is great. I mean, I think um, if anything, you might be, dare I say, slightly disappointed when you open the open the book after seeing the well, covers. You know, that's comic books. <laughs> yeah, that that is, isn't it? I mean, actually, as I was saying that, I'd realised, yeah, far out. How many times has that happened? Um, what was that Marvel um, presents, or was it a spotlight where mm. um, Jack Kirby did the cover for uh-huh. Moon with Moon Knight on it? Oh. And you're like, whoa, this is Jack Kirby drawing Moon Knight on the cover. And you open it up and it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> this, is fi- this is fine. I mean, it's not yeah. you know, it's not Jack it's not Jack Kirby, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Noel, shall we give this, unless you have any final comments for this, um, would you like to close off uh, any more? I think I've gotten to all my notes. I had a couple more notes for like the the, the next issue. But yeah. we're not going to talk about that. Oh, so, okay, we, yeah. Except for there is there is one thing that I wanted to point out. Sure. We, you know, and maybe if we talk do more of this arc later, we yeah, can talk about it. But there's sure. there was one splash page with um, Doctor Strange fighting Cloak, mm-hmm. um, and at the bottom it's it's there's like just like a little dedicated to Steve Ditko, and I thought that was cool. Oh, really? I didn't notice that. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the one splash page where Doctor Strange just goes in at him, and at the bottom in a little square it says to, to Steve Ditko. I was like. Cool. Yeah, I've I've got to admit that uh, Doctor Strange taking on Cloak or or, or a powered up Cloak is pretty damn awesome. And um, so I was enjoying Strange Matters or Dark Matters or whatever it's called. Um, the the, the next mm-hmm. arc. The so, next arc. So we'll definitely cover that because that goes, you know, obviously beyond seven, seven, eight, nine, maybe ten. I didn't get up to ten, but um, I think I read up to nine. And it, oh, nine. I read up to eight. Okay, nine had the reveal of Nightmare. So, um, oh, oh, wait, yeah, I did read up to that. Yeah, okay, that was a oh, lot. Spoilers, 20 <laughs> year old spoiler. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, so we're gonna have to cover that, but we'll, we'll cover that as well. And, and I don't know we'll how, back. yeah, I don't know how much Moon Knight features, and he's still stuck in that realm, so maybe he's there for a good. And doesn't, if, if I remember correctly, he's yeah. not in the team the whole time no. of the run, is he? No, I think he he's goes, only he in goes, for a while. Yeah, he goes off. So, uh, I'd be interested in reading until he's out of the book. Yeah. Just to see what happens. But fuck, fuck you, Chuck Dixon. <laughs> Closing statements from Noel Looney Tones Tate. <laughs> um, no. Okay. Well, Noel, um, you know, why, why stop there? Let's go for the ratings. <laughs> <laughs> we can really, we can really twist the knife now. Um, okay. So out of this, uh, we'll only do it again. Four to six uh, Marvel Knights of 2000 by Chuck Dixon and Ed Barreto. What would you give? What would you give this as an arc? Well, I will be doing Connor Shoes rating mm-hmm. because they came up with the best thing ever. And I really want to give it a, what the f- <laughs> fuck, the clouds are in the way. <laughs> but I won't. Oh, no. Because gonna... it's, not, it's, not it's not a one out of ten. Okay. It's, you know, I would say <laughs> it's a... 
<laughs> it's a DreamWorks logo moon okay. for me. Three. Okay. Um, a three because the you know. Oh man. He, yeah, I don't know. I didn't find much to like, but there yeah. were, like I said, the bar was set so low for me that the couple little bits that I did like, I enjoyed. Mm. You know, but it wasn't. I don't know. It could be even a crumb of a moon for me. <laughs> Crumb of a <laughs> For Looney listeners, that's two. Which would be that's, a two, a two out of ten. Crumb of thank it's, you, it's, thank you, Connor. Yeah, it's somewhere between a DreamWorks logo moon and a crumb of the moon, like a two and a half ish. Two and a half. I guess okay, I'm going to put you down for just. I'm going to put you down for two and a half. Yeah, let's get yeah. yeah. Let's get yeah. No holes barred, because mm-hmm. I'm moving mine down south as well. <laughs> Um, you know, yeah, that half I think is just because Moon Knight's in it mm. yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah, there are little things which do elevate it, like you say the the appearance of Moon Knight because I was just like I was waiting for him to turn up. Um, I, I do love Daredevil, um, so um, but he he did crap all. He's barely he did he's crap barely all. in it either. The whole thing is a fucking Punisher book a and Punisher. a shitty one. It's a terrible a sh- one. Yeah, yeah. again, I'll, I'll put it back down to. Punisher, um, he's being potentially hunted by these heroes. That's the main thread. Then all of a sudden... That doesn't even happen either. It doesn't happen. Then all of a sudden, he friggin' he interrogates a goon, and the goon says, oh, yeah, there's a designer drug out um, the Manhattan, near the Manhattan Bridge. And Punisher finds that, and lo and behold... That has the whole thing is. I'm going to shoot at motherfucking name, bro. It's fucking. And then a giant alien monster for no goddamn no reason. No reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I gave it a four and a half. A little bit lenient. Um, I started with a f- very lenient. I started with a five there, Noel. But um, because I thought what? Well, five is just barely. <laughs> barely passable you know it's just a pass mark yeah it's but it's not passable yeah but now I'm, i've got to take it to four and a half the only things that bring it up are as you say a moon night um and mm-hmm. for me the glimmers of beretta's art um i did like how he made the punisher look uh, he, he gave him a really rugged look i liked the shang chi look and i liked um i like the daredevil look as well um yeah, I think. Well, you you're a little more in tune with '90s art than I am. I think yeah, we've talked about this yeah, before. Yeah. I I hate '90s <laughs> art. You know, it's that's why I didn't read yeah. image comics back then. It's just that's just my yeah. own personal. You know, everyone has their own thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm, you know, I have a good friend who loves that stuff, mm. and I'm just like, read a Chris Ware book, and then yeah. Tell me that this art isn't a billion times better, and he was like, yeah. "Well, okay, yeah, it is. I mean, yeah. technically speaking, oh, this is inventive and stuff." But it's like, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. This is like for me, this is the lower tier '90s stuff. I mean, yeah. there's a lot better. But you have an appreciation for that I, stuff. I, could, yeah. and then, I just don't at all. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm, I'm sure if I like the art more, my rating would be a little bit higher. But it's just not even my thing for art. So yeah, I mean, very little for me to like. Yeah, and, and but the main the main um, crux for me was the writing for this. Unfortunately, um, mm-hmm. it just, just just seemed like a bit of a um, hodgepodge of a of a plot. It's and, very it's very hacky. Yeah, it's and, you know, and it's as in, much as I three, as much as I don't like the writer, I, yeah. like I think I know for a fact that he's a better writer. He can than do this. better. Yes, exactly. Yeah, he, I know what he can do as well, and this is not one of his best efforts. So. 
Um, and, and I'm sure he's forgotten all about this as well. Uh, you know, if you, if you ask him, oh, hey, do you remember your Marvel Knights? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I, just, I, I, no, I don't know. I'm too busy being racist over here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Anyway, so Looney's, um, uh, that, that was Nolan Eyes. Um, I'm too busy thinking there's too many chicks in comic books. <laughs> that's it. I can't believe yeah, the comics got it. That, that's just freaking banned over, you know. That's terrible. It's that is so really weird. terrible. I mean, like, I, I love Peter David, and I know he's not the most... Um, I think he's one of the pricklier customers, and, and of, of course his character outside of comics, a little bit desired. But I, I still do revere his writing. I think he's, he's really good. Um, yeah, Chuck, you know, it's disappointing to hear now what you know what he's doing. Um, it just is. There's plenty of prickly characters in comics, for, mm. you know... Um, there's lots of Frank Miller has had his problems, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, all, everybody, but it's one thing when you're just like that bad, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, when you really just dismiss people oh, for being terrible. people, yeah, yeah, no, that's when you think, when you think that com- you've got some weird idea in your head that comic books used to be this thing, yeah, it's like, no. fuck, dude, you wrote, you wrote for Marvel, yeah. Which was the company that was in the forefront in the '60s of trying to get women mm. and uh, people of color and diversity in their books in the first place, and it's always been that way with Marvel Comics. They haven't always done a great job, that's for damn sure. Mm. Um, you know, like Lee's really early. You know, a lot oh, of people yeah, of talking course. about this lately, oh, like the way Stan Lee voiced women who was oh. always just stupid. But like but, they tried, and the yeah, the next exactly. generation, you know, the ones that came up under Lee and Ditko and yeah. Kirby tried really hard yeah, yeah. to make you know the first people to have a lead starring black character in a comic yeah, book. Yeah. First, you know, I think you, I th- these are yeah. things that have always been there. Yeah, I think you got to give a little leeway to like Stan Lee and and all that. I mean. Oh, it's just a different, you know, just a different I mean, it's era, a different and, and it's you hard read to... his soapboxes, you know that he yes, was on the right absolutely, page. Absolutely. If you were to read a, a Chuck Dixon soapbox, yeah. you'd want to fucking puke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, because I mean, because reading that Daredevil, um, the Volume One epic, you know, with Steve, Stanley and and the way he portrays Karen Page, you know, I'm reading it, and and you know, obviously, I take it with a grain of salt because the way she's portrayed. Yeah, I mean, is, you just have it's to. It's just the. I mean, you just, know, uh, there's no ill intent. You know, I think about that a lot. Just yeah. even people. You know, like society progresses pretty quickly and we forget sort of like how stupid we were not even that long ago. And I'm just talking a couple couple of years ago. Um, You know, there's just things it's like you got to progress and move on and and you got to take, yeah, that stuff with a grain of salt, you know. Um, I don't I don't think Stan Lee thought any lesser of women. He just thought these dames in these comics. Well, he just he just couldn't write. He just couldn't uh, tap into the female voice. That's all. I mean that. I mean he's not at all. He's a guy. I mean you know, and then Mm -hmm. you know he just couldn't really write for women. I mean that's unfortunately he didn't have the skill Mm -hmm. to do that. So Um, yeah. So anyway, um, so there you go, Loonies. uh, That was two. Two and a half, I've got there for Noel, <laughs> and four and a half <laughs> for me. So um, <laughs> you add them all up, and that's a seven out of ten, but that's an average of three. A solid round boy. A solid, no, no, a three and a half average. <laughs> no. So um, Yeah, three and a half. Yeah, uh, if you... So somewhere between a telephone moon yeah, a telephone. and a DreamWorks logo. <laughs> <laughs> Connor Shea, dearie me. Love you, Connor. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, I pick it up for the Moonlight fans. If you want to read it, obviously have a go, read it, see what you think. Let us know as well. It'll be good to um to, to hear. Um, I posted up the discussion thread a little bit late, so understandably not much yeah. feedback. But also, that they are like twenty year old comics as well, Noel. So um, a little harder unless you do the digital. A little harder to come by. Um, so yeah, so le- yeah, and probably I would guess like a lot of. Looney's probably just haven't read this. Mm, yeah, so it would be very interesting to, I mean, to, I, to hear. I hadn't. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, it's not what I remembered. <laughs> 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 it was such a long time ago. Anyway, um, so yeah, um, that pretty much, I guess, wraps us up for this show as well. Noel, a, a huge thank you. I, I, I love uh, chatting with you. The honesty is is why... I, I, I hit that record button to get to get your <laughs> to get your takes. It's good. Well, thanks for having me on, Ray. Yeah, no worries. I love it anytime. Yeah, fantastic. And and thanks again for for reaching. I mean, not reaching out. I reached out to you. Thanks for um for putting your hand up as well. Um, I know it's very early morning there for you. I'm hoping up you're up to your coffee number five to to keep you kind of up vibe number two. Okay. Just two. Okay. Well, it's <laughs> my two glasses of whiskey that's we're even keel so mm-hmm. <laughs> um so Lenny's, thank you so much for listening thank you patreon members um so again patreons you can uh, catch the video of this um plus some extra banter between nolan and myself and extra dead air as we, nolan and i go grab some drinks <laughs> mm-hmm. um all exclusive to you um so uh, if any if that sounds enticing to anyone else be sure to be a patreon member um would very much appreciate it also as well i've been doing um i've been working very hard to to look at affiliate um sponsorships and stuff uh you can check out on our links as well uh, affiliate memberships uh, check out our links to amazon and or audible or if you want to start your 30-day Audible trial, um, just click on the links. Um, it doesn't cost you any extra, but it will help um, our show as well. Uh, that is very exciting. I'm looking at um, superhero stuff as well, Noel, um, the, the, mm-hmm. the clothing brand. Uh, they, they do affiliates yeah, as well. cool. This is pretty cool. And, uh, and some of you may notice as well, um, we're starting to get some sort of um, sponsorship with Hello Headphones. So uh, if you want to listen to podcasts in a superior way, go check out some Hello Headphones. I think they're more gaming um, headphones, Noel, but, um, you know... what? Yeah, they have some game... They have some really yeah. decent products. Are they... Okay, so you know of them? Uh, you know, in Australia, they're yes, they do. not yep. really well-known. But, yeah, uh, they, they look... I checked mm-hmm. out the website. I might pick up something. I'd take a free pair. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, a big thank you once again. Um, That's good. That's very cool. And 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 uh, to for some wrap up things. And what's the uh, URL for the, all the uh, reviews that have been going up for Moon Knight? Uh, the reviews. Oh, oh, oh! Painted uh, Paint Monks Library. Painted Monks. Library. Absolutely. Right. Oh, God, a big shout-out to... Been reading, been reading some of those really great writing on oh, the reviews there. A, bi- a big shout-out to Looney's Russell, Justin, Josh, and uh, Vinay as well. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Um, Noel, I forgot to mention, I've glossed over on the prompt sheet, a big shout, a huge shout-out to Dakota Alexander. I gave a shout-out to the Looney last week. Big apologies. She is a he... I thought Dakota was a (laughs) Dakota, the artist. um, His artwork is available online on Etsy and on um, and all that as well. 
Yeah, I started following Dakota on Instagram as well. Yes. Um, uh, sorry, Dakota. Massive apologies. I, I, I'm glad that you found it hilarious that I kept on referring to you as a she. But anyway, um, I just... Gender's wa- fluid. Gender fluid. <laughs> I just wanted to, uh, <laughs> to wrap that up as well. But um, yeah, uh, so Paint Monks, a bit of Russell, Justin, Josh... Uh, and Vinay as well doing yeah Looney should check out some of those reviews mm. really great I throw in my hat in there as well um, so we're going to do it all Looney's, which um, Wally the administrator he reckons it will take us about four years to do to cover all the Moon Knight issues and if you have to read some more oof. oh it's more yeah <laughs> Marvel Knights it might take a little longer yeah, yeah. to get through I might ask Russell uh, Justin or Josh to take up Marvel Knights 4 to 7 I think mm-hmm. for, the re- yeah. <laughs> for the reviews We'll see. Um, but anyway, thanks huge to those guys. Again, I'll put the links to the show notes of those guys. It comes out every Monday, so just check out um, your feed. I'll retweet it and, and everything, so um, to be sure, you just check out our groups. Um, also, next phase, we're going back to the last quarter. Yeah, I was just going hmm? to ask, what is the next phase? Yeah, we're, we're entering the last quarter, um, so that will be an avatars of vengeance a gaming review again so got you yeah i was like i don't remember moon knight being in the contest of champions comic book that was no no al ewing no no i followed that as well it was a good it was a good book um but no he's not in that well there's like the first oh the first first one yeah the very the very first one yeah yeah you're right Mm -hmm. um no but he he does feature in the the tablet game um, yep. not, so I'm going to be covering that. Hopefully we'll have a special guest um, for that as well to bounce off. Uh, and finally, Loonies, we are, um, as always, part of the collective. A huge shout-out. I want to be, uh, give a huge shout-out to Inner Demons, the Ghost Rider podcast. Mm-hmm. Brian Biggie um, doing it doing it solo the last couple of issues and, and episodes. And he's coming up to issue... Uh, He's coming up to episode 50. So a huge nice. congratulations to the Inner Demons I'd guys. like to give a, sh- give a shout out to the Nexus of All Realities, yes. the Man-Thing podcast. I've listened <laughs> to a few of those. They're very I good. love me some Man-Thing, so that was really cool too. <laughs> um, yeah, they're, um, they're releasing volume three of the collected, complete collected uh, collection. Well, what is it? Complete collection, sorry. Yeah, um, that's coming I'll out that up. in the last quarter. Uh, yeah, a lot of really great podcasts out there, loonies in the collective. Go check it out. Um, you can always do hashtag the collective net on Twitter, and that should lead you towards. Um, otherwise, just look at the collective um, link on our show notes, and you should find us there. So, um, also as well, just final roundup of uh, you can email us at itkmoonnight at gmail dot com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Discord. Get Vocal, um, Podchaser as well, and uh, and of course, as, as I mentioned, Patreon. Catch us all there. All the links are in our show notes. Um, well, we've reached the end, Noel. Um, what's up for the rest of the day for you? <laughs> I might take a nap. <laughs> I think I might take a nap as well. Maybe a few a few long hours. <laughs> a few more hours. Um, yeah, we're entering two o'clock in the in the morning here. I look a, a little dishevelled. Um, I haven't been up this late for a while. But anyway, it's been awesome, Noel. Um, and actually, well, hang on, we're doing all this live, so I'm just going to queue in. Yes, Noel. Thank you very much. And uh, as always. May Conchu watch over the denizens of the night. Catch you later. Goodbye. Moon Knight.
Marvelites and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.